Here is a great chance to gain insights into how to build big businesses and what mistakes can and should be avoided. Not only is this podcast the brainchild of the brand called You, it is also an HT Smartcast original and it is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Today I have an old friend person who's one of the tallest hr leaders of this country and someone who's become an educator and entrepreneur i mean such they welcome to the show thank you anil is the founder and ceo of grow talent company and the school of inspired leadership he has worked for tara motors and aisha motors and he's a speaker at business schools around the world so you know anil talk to me about your first venture which is the grow talent company yeah. what do you do in the company so you know grow talent before we started that i had told uh, mr lal and aisha that after working with him for 10 years i'll create a consulting company of my own mm. so then one day when the time came he said why don't you make it a subsidiary of aisha mm. so we created a company called aisha consultancy okay its vision statement was very unusual something that had come to me when i was mm. young india's economic development without spiritual impoverishment mm. and we had for every one of those words we had practice areas we had like total employee involvement mm. to say people should not just be involved physically and emotionally and intellectually but from the entire being including the soul must resonate with the organization for spiritual development we felt people needed to understand how to do more with less for the benefit of more correct and third they needed to use the right means to make money so we had done all this in aisha consultancy and it had become a significant company sure. and after running it for 10 years i had told the board i'll step down as the founder which i did i was chairman emeritus for two more years and 2001 we created a company called grow talent okay and grow talent's whole vision was helping people to realize their full potential and in aisha consultancy we did everything mm-hmm. from strategy to operations sure. to human resources sure. but we chose just a area of potential and talent and created a whole company based on that wow. and the most interesting thing is the funding for that came from all the clients of ecs they offered money on their own okay i'll never forget mr noria who was our first client chairman of crompton greaves mm-hmm. whose son nitin is dean of harvard Mr Noria called me to his home and Mrs Noria served a wonderful meal at the end Noria ji just signed a blank check and gave it to me saying Anil Nitin keeps sending me money for investment in India and he told me Anil you must have made your house by taking a loan because as a salaried employee of Aishar you won't have had money i said yes he said please put whatever money you want Anil ji Singh of Max called me home for breakfast and similarly told me Anil how much can i invest in your venture so people gave money of their own and that's how grow talent was founded and in the visioning process that we did over 3 days in uh, sidbadi ashram of chennai mission where we go annually 
we created this powerful vision and everything about that vision was something that resulted in a practice area okay. helping people and organizations to realize their full potential and i can talk more about yes. it if you like yeah. no but let's move to uh, the school of inspired leadership yes. i mean that itself is a what an institution you're creating yes. so tell me what was behind setting up this institution yes you know there is again a story many years back a colleague bp singh who was in hr in aishar his father in law mr chopra was md of india iron and steel company he one day began to talk to me and said where is your father from i said from this place near lahore called kuchnawala and what was your grandfather's name i said mr so and so he said what is was he the headmaster of the school there i said yes he said you know he was my teacher okay and then his eyes were full of tears that he suddenly got up and gave me a hug and he said you know your your grandfather was the best human being one could he really made leaders out of every person who studied there and you know this story remained with me and i said when i grow up and i enter my 50s i will get into education so and education as a means of transformation yeah. not education as a way just to make money or to get people yeah. to get jobs yeah. so that's what was behind i mean this was growing in my mind for yeah. a long time mm-hmm. so when i entered my 50th we created school of inspired leadership okay and what is the mandate or the mission of the school see i'll tell you in the early 90s when i was heading aishar consultancy and setting it up at that time the board of both iim ahmedabad and iim bangalore both approached me to take over as directors of iim ahmedabad and iim bangalore okay I was a young man in my 30s and I asked Mr Kulkarni chairman of the board who was our client from L&T why do you want me there He said Anil we have people who teach management but we lack good leadership here and he said we really want you to come and help in building good leaders there and the same year Bangalore approached me I said no because I was very interested in setting up Aisha consultancy Correct. but at that time the thought was striking me as to why why is our current management institutes are not producing the kind of leaders they should so we thought there are five things one right from the time you admit people you have to observe different forms of intelligence right this analytical intelligence is overrated correct and that's not enough we must look at creative intelligence we must look at design intelligence we must look at emotional intelligence so because the world has complex problems and only iq will not solve these problems the second thing we knew that the way students are taught the teachers were teaching mm-hmm. in india unfortunately when i did this survey i used to go and recruit all from the all the iims and other institutes i used to ask students how many teachers would you like to take on as your role models and mentors true I think in Ahmedabad there were ten or fifteen percent. In other schools it was less than that. So that means the teachers were not really role models of what they were teaching. For example, in one management school, the OB and HR guys were all the time fighting with each other, although they were teaching correct HR. Yeah. And I said the kind of faculty we get because I firmly believe you always teach who you are, yeah. irrespective of what you teach. Correct. so we thought we should get faculty who are role models who are not just simply phd's and researchers but people who were role models in their companies who have worked in industry who have also worked in academics but who are really people whom you would look up to okay the third part we thought that just like in a company we understood the leadership development is 
providing the right experience, mm-hmm. not just the classroom education. Mm-hmm. You know, that 70, right. 20, 10 principle. Yeah. So we said, we must create learning outside the classroom. Mm-hmm. And people must understand what that leadership experience is all about. Mm-hmm. So we innovated and created something called the Social Innovation Program. Okay. One day in a week, students work in teams mm-hmm. with a not-for-profit on a problem that they are helping them to solve. Okay. And thereby they invoke, you know, compassion in their hearts to work for people who are not like them. Then we said, when industry is trying to develop the future ready people, we should be continuously observing what industry is paying attention to. So we should be developing this whole system's thinking so that it's not being taught just in functional disciplines like marketing, finance, but we should be looking at the problems that industry is paying attention to and develop that holistic thinking in students which they work on projects. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we felt that everything we do in the school should be co-created. So we, this school was co-created by 32 companies okay. who were our clients for many years, right from Aisha mm-hmm. Consultancy. So everything from curriculum design to the kind of pedagogy to the kind of learning outcomes is co-designed with industry. So these are some of the very interesting things about the school. Amazing. And you know, when I was reading about you, you said you've got five pillars, compassion, diversity, ethics, mindfulness, and sustainability. Yes. Yes. And I have a question later on, but I'm going to ask you this up front. Yes. What about gender balance? And as such a tall HR leader, Yes. My question to you on gender balance is, yes. it's being discovered in India now. Yes. What can Indian companies do to expedite it? Yeah. So first of all, in both in Aisha Consultancy and in Grow Talent and in Soil, we have a disproportionate number of women leaders. For example, in Soil, our dean is a woman, our head of HR program is a woman, the director of the new campus is a woman, the head of marketing is a woman. Okay. So key leader, yeah. not just people in the middle people right at the top. And that was true in Grow Talent as well. All my practice leaders, many of them are women. I think this is because if you consciously want to have more innovation inside the company, I believe you have to design diversity. And so in our school too, when we take students, whether it's their backgrounds, besides engineering, we consciously pay attention to those with liberal arts backgrounds. We consciously get more women. So we have one of the highest percentage of women enrolled in our business school. And when we form teams in our school for people to work on the social innovation project, the gender diversity is an important part. There's a linguistic diversity. There is also diversity of backgrounds and things like that. And the way we define diversity is, we say you must recognize the uniqueness of each person and must learn to leverage that for the success of the whole. Correct. And the other concept that we often talk about, which is from the Indian philosophy, which is a concept of Ardhanarishwar, which is half man, half woman, that men need to have more empathy and the intuitive sense that women are supposed to have. And women must also develop this ability to execute things even when they might be certain situations of a kind that require a certain more aggression. But the stereotype of women is that they may not be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when both the energies are combined, then that's when leadership happens. Correct. So I think this is something that we are yeah. consciously trying to develop in our school. Yeah, that's very, very well said. Yeah. 
So, you know, we, we, we spoke about your five values of compassion, diversity, ethics, mindfulness, and sustainability. Yes. You're doing this very effectively in yes. School of Inspired Leadership. Yes. But my question to you is when you scan yes. industry, yes. do you see these values being imbibed or eroded by the leaders of today? So, first of all, it is true that there aren't that many role models even inside workplaces. Very true. So, if you ask any one of the young people in workplaces that how many of your leaders you are truly inspired by, again, a small percentage comes up. And I think the good news is that those leaders who are truly understanding how to lead themselves better. So, where did these five values come from? Mindfulness is about the capacity to be in the here and now in full presence and having their self-awareness, which we call choiceless awareness, paying attention to there is the witness inside you. And if that witness is the energy you invoke, mm. you will never do things which are shortcuts. You will never do things which are not good to, for people or fair to stakeholders. So that's the practice of mindfulness. The good news is a lot of companies are paying attention now to mindfulness. For example, one of our clients, Accenture, has a global program on mindfulness. And they're doing this with great intensity because they know that gives them the extra edge. Mm. Because when you invoke this authenticity in people, it really makes them more attractive leaders. The second part, people are knowing that compassion is not just about doing good in society and serving the poor. By paying attention to your own team and people who work with you, to know them as people and not just as people doing some jobs is something which pays them rich dividends because when they really get to understand the people at a deeper place and give attention to what they care about, this compassionate leadership makes them highly productive leaders. So I think a lot of companies are beginning to understand this. Third, the way we define ethics is how do you create value for all your five stakeholders? Right. Customer, employer, and owner, CEO yeah. is in any case the three yeah. they keep in focus, yeah. but the community. And the Mother Earth, which is the ecology. These are not things which are just desirable. Correct. So when we teach our students to take decisions, keeping five stakeholders in view, saying if you are creating value for all, then you are being ethical. If you are destroying value for Mother Earth and trying to make more profit for your shareholders or even giving customers what they want is not necessarily right. So that's the way we define ethics. And the way we teach ethics in soil Lucian Dubey and other artists come, Amrita Lalji, they do an intense week-long theater simulation. Mm. So live case studies through theater mm. and students explore ethical dilemmas. Mm. Why did they take shortcuts for society here? Why did they ignore the customer there? Mm. Why did they completely ignore Mother Earth there? Yeah. So these kind of ethical issues are discussed. So that's how it is done. Fourth, sustainability. Companies are beginning to understand that they can't just watch quarterly results because they know that the entire system will come to haunt them if they don't take decisions which are balanced. And so now as students, we have boot camps on whole systems thinking, which are picking up problems which industry is concerned about and society is concerned about. For example, last year's problem was air pollution in Gurgaon. And the sponsor for that was this Air Veda, this woman who's the founder. She came to the class, posed the problem, and students worked with multiple stakeholders to understand how to solve for this problem of air pollution. So we do this through this boot camp and whole system thinking. 
In diversity, as I already mentioned, yeah. right from the beginning, students are made aware of each other's strengths. And when they work in teams, we ask them to review that. And in my course that I personally teach on self-leadership, there is a whole class which invokes multiple intelligence in diversity. Mm. So some students who are very fond of theater, they try to overcome their own fears through theater. Mm. Some people through music, some people through dance, some people through poetry, some people through sketching, and some people even through cooking. Wow. And there is a grand celebration Monday, which takes place on 14th of August evening, Independence Day Eve, where the students celebrate their getting rid of their fears through the intelligence that is natural in them. Wow. So it's a very unique program and one of the most beautiful things that we do in soil to help students to overcome fears and to become. So these five pillars and including sustainability yeah. is not something just written on the board for us. Yeah. It's been converted into real program with curriculum design and learning outcomes. Fantastic. That's what this is about. So it's more than just words. Yes. Amazing. You've worked with the equivalent age of millennials yes. ever since you started when you were 23 years old. Yes. And yet millennials are redefining yes. industry. Yes. What is your view on millennials? Yes. And how do industries or companies yes. change themselves to accommodate their needs? The one aspect of millennials that I am very impressed with, which I think industry ought to pay attention to, millennials really want to make a difference. They are refusing to believe that the complex problems cannot be solved. And they are much more selfless. Contrary to the stereotype that millennials only want to work for money, are very selfish, I completely disagree. I completely disagree. In fact, they are selfless. They want to work for society. They want to make the country better. And this is what we invoke in soil. And I believe that the millennials are very driven and they are not just necessarily going to say just because some senior people told them it can't be done, they won't do it. They would pursue that dream. All it requires is mentors like us who are older to provide them the encouragement and provide them the space to explore themselves. So if the millennials don't get that mentorship, it is a failure of us seniors who are Gen X and Y and Gen, you know, baby boomers or whatever you call some of us. I think it's more our failure rather than that. So, but I am extremely convinced that the God is becoming more and more quality conscious and the younger people, including the Zenelials who are now entering the workforce, you know, some of them, I mean, we had a conference last year in Shiv Nada school. Our students and high school kids were together in the same conference. Mm -hmm. And we said, how would Gen M and Gen Z need to work with each other? It was a fantastic conference. And we found the Generation Z, in fact, having solutions by forming collaborations across the world. I mean, they were talking to their counterparts in Japan, in Germany, in Europe. And these young kids from Shiv Nada school were just amazing. And I see the same thing in other high schools, you know. So I think uh, these young people are really far more conscious. And they are socially far more responsible. Yeah, that's what I think. I agree with you. Anil, thank you very much. Thank you. I, listening to you, I, I wish I could go back to school and come and study in, so in the School of Inspired Leadership. But thank you for being so candid, so honest, and so transparent. Thank you, Ashutosh. Thank you again. Thank you. Really enjoyed meeting you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brand Called You, and never miss any update. For feedback, 
reach us on at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts by the brand called You, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or suno nai nazari aise. This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast.